Yeah. Okay. Just vibe with us. Man, we back. It's been a year. Y'all didn't know we was gonna make it. Shit, a lot of motherfuckers didn't think we... I knew we was gonna make it. It's going down. I gotta get this, man. Yo, special... Man, I had to get my shit right in different form on this one. Hold on. Alright. Shouts to the Cockatoo Twins. Okay, we're back. Episode 44 of the Art and BS Podcast. The podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. I am your host from the West Coast, James Geralds. Let's get this housekeeping out the way. Shout out to the listeners on Apple. Shout out to the cats over on Spotify holding us down. The three niggas over on Google. I see you. Keep it popping. Listeners on the web. We appreciate y'all. First time listeners. Pull your socks up. You know what's really happening. Yo, man. It's going down a year. And, and, and you know what, you guys, we'll, we'll get into this shit a, a little later in this episode, but um, I'd like to introduce my next guest for, for episode 44. And um, if you guys have, have, have got my book, shout oh yeah, hey, entrepreneurs, keep that schedule filled. Nine to fivers, keep those AirPods in, you know what's really happening, um, Teespring's still popping. If you want the Art and BS merch, support us so we can get the podcast equipment. If you got the book, shout outs. It's no longer available. We got another printing coming down the way. Uh, hold tight. So, but <clears throat> if you guys have read my book, um, I talk about this next guest. Um, a, a person who I would have to say is has been an inspiration to me has been a person who has gone in a direction that facilitated me realizing that I could be a painter and being a black man in this particular space in society um you know, the thing is, is there's different types of artists, you guys. There's artists who are cut from a cloth, and then there's artists who are just made like none other. There's fucking, you know, they're just, uh, yeah, man, they're they're that 1%, you know, conceptually, just the, their approach and things like that. I would have to say that um, this next guest, I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't say enough, you guys. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't even have this motherfucking podcast. If you heard the pilot episode, Cerulean with a K, <laughs> we had you on that. We had you on that shit. Art and BS. Um, yeah, man, like co-founder. I like to introduce Mike Wagner. Mike, how you doing? We got Mike calling in. I told you guys, I don't even do call-ins. Everybody can't even come up here. But you know what? Mike's here. Yeah, I'm in here. Like I said, you cut my peroxide. Yeah, Mike. So how you feeling today? I'm feeling fine. Okay, so... Well, I'm happy to be here. 
So, and, and we appreciate you coming to something that you helped. Uh, you know, you, you helped fucking get this shit going, dude. And you know what's crazy, Mike, is you had told me, you said, James, I'm going to help you get this thing going off the get. I'm going to help you get this off the ground. And um, yeah, and then, you know, you'll be able to take it. And then that's kind of what happened, man. But, uh, you, okay, so Mike, fuck, dude, there's so many places I want to get to with you, but in here, this particular, uh, we're going to go through the standard art and BS shit. So can you talk about your first memory seeing art? Man, my first memory seeing art is when they built the, uh, sale art piece. No, I think that, that. My mom had a, uh, a Right, but as a kid, you were doing, you were making art, though, correct? As a kid, I was drawing. I was doing comic book shit. I didn't, I, I didn't care about art. I didn't want to be an artist. I didn't want to go do five drawings. I thought that was corny. I wanted to do comic books. And then later on, it was graffiti. All crime, all the time. Got you, got you. You gotta love it, man. You gotta love it. You know what's funny, Mike, is... (laughs) This is so different than like that, because we did the pilot episode, man. So it's like we're back here, and it's like 44 episodes is like gone back but it's like we're still we're chopping it up we're back man um yeah so okay so now when you were you were talking about like drawing cartoons and things like that now also I wanted to ask does the artistic gene run in your family no okay Mm-hmm. They came in like a 
but I messed those up when I was young. My mom called her so saving them for me when I got older, but I got it too fucked them up. Because that's the kind of kid I was. Always gave me the shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Now, as a kid, what type of video games were you into? I was, oh, as a kid, I jumped off the porch early. So I used to go downtown. Back with downtown, I used to be dangerous. I used to go to this arcade called Ivory's, and I used to fuck with Street Fighter 2 heavy. Especially, I didn't like Rainbow Edition. But I liked Street Fighter 2. I thought that was cool. Mortal Kombat and the first one. Because the fatalities, we didn't know how to do them. You ended up doing them on accident. Like, what did you do? I don't know. Yeah, that was fun. I also like the SAK, like, beat em ups in Chicago. They go through. But yeah, Street Fighter was Okay. And, uh, so, so who did you play in Street Fighter? Who was your Who was your main character in Street Fighter? Oh, I'm I'm super familiar. So I use Ryu or Ryu. Okay. Okay. Or Ryu. Okay. And that's always the way I use that first. And then Street Fighter Three came out. And I like that right there. I love that game so much. I use Oro in that game. Oro. Which mm. is gold in Spanish. He's the man of gold. Mm. Ties one hand behind his back, right? Yep. He's actually the strongest character in the universe. Mm-hmm. And you know my cannon. But he's actually a military game. That's what's great about that game. No one's really votes here. They're just characters who are better. Gotcha. He's here to win win. Wait. Is he a charge character or no? He's a charge character. Okay. He has some uh, motion moves, but he's mostly charge. Okay. His fireballs charge and his uppercut is charge. Gotcha. His chicken kick is not charge. Okay. And that's always I get you with the chill. You don't be ready for it. <laughs> the chicken chicken loops. Not that just like the ex random hits chicken with uh your health as well. I can't get close to you. I just read the PX chicken. Oh my God! See, people, and then you say stuff like that, and the people listening think that's like, yo, I'm gonna just. Yeah. Nah, but like, uh, you can go like different takes. I can't beat you in Street Fighter Five, and that's where it counts. That's the game that's being played right now. Well, see, and, and what's funny is you're saying is I'm not even like, I feel like we're sparring partners. We used to, and that was the inception of our MBS was us playing Street Fighter on Sundays and uh, yep. talking. Yep, yep, yep. You 
kick in the bed stand. <laughs> I do of course. I hate your kid. <laughs> yeah, man. It was cool. I started out really good. I didn't throw tantrums, but as like my losing streak built up, I threw the tantrums. But you should play ball rock. You should play ball rock. Yeah, that that's a tricky character. But I think she'll make it into the current version or whatever. You know it's crazy. Yeah, they, uh -huh. Well they gotta do No, champion, ch champion edition. No, no, I'm talking about four. Uh, vanilla arcade edition. Was there some after that? And then Ultra. Or is it just three? And then yeah, AE, yeah, 2012. Around then 2012, right? 2012. Uh, 2012. Because remember, there was an update. There was 2012. Yeah, there's two arcade editions. But there's that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't a whole new title, but that was like a major update and shit. Where, yeah. That was the one where I they nerfed like, Makoto. I feel like they got one more update. I think Street Fighter Five still has life in it. Yeah, man. I think people are just now beginning to play the game. People are done complaining about it. Oh. <laughs> hey. and, they, and they're beginning to respect the game for what it is. There you go. There you go. So now, Mike. I think it's the best game. It's third strike. Okay. So third strike, and then which one after that? Say that again. What Street Fighter after third strike? Uh, second impact. Okay, so you like the three, the Street Fighter three series? Okay. I like Street Fighter three period. Okay. I think that was like the best game. They made Ryu and Ken look older. They introduced a bunch of new fighters. Hmm. It was very progressive. Mm. I like it when they're progressive. Okay. So, let's, let's get back because we, 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 we went 10 minutes on like Street Fighter. Street Fighter, for a second. Yeah. We're going to get back. We'll get back to that in a second. So, now, Mike. Um, so, you said growing up, you had... You were doing like drawing, cartoons, things like that. Now, how did how did the whole graffiti like? How did you get introduced to graffiti? Uh, 
Like well, I mean, the world, like the whole realm of like graffiti. I had to draw because I couldn't play outside. I, I couldn't play outside. I like grouped them like a gay outfit. And like every time I went outside, I cut back off. Like, because I get the fucking fist fight in the battlefield. So, like, I would like draw. And, like, my mom would buy me video games and comic books to, like, keep me in the house. And then once I figured out, like, I can save my candy money for a couple of days and go downtown and play at the arcades and buy comic books. That was basically it. So, I was in the house drawing and, like, Playing video games and shit. I was a good boy. Although, I get outside sometimes and go downtown. She thought it was better than she thought, which is crazy. My mom thought that me going downtown was better than like me hanging out in my neighborhood. Mm. And if you ever watch the documentary Streetwise on YouTube, like that's the downtown I used to go to. Okay. Got your shout outs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, always got a shout out. Yeah, for real. If I didn't shout you out, please feel offended. Mm. <laughs> you know, like you read the liner notes. You're like, well, I forgot. Nah, I forgot you, bro. Man. Crazy shit, Mike. Crazy shit. So, um, so going outside and going going to arcades, shit like that, was that? So there had to be something that clicked the click though from the love of video games, uh, going outside trying to stay out of trouble and then somehow like finding um like you know graffiti in in the urban landscape uh and fucking what do you call that shit oh no here's a here's a better question actually no (laughs) okay are you ready because i know you can go on, on a good rant for the this shit right be- where's the best chicken spot in Seattle? Jesus. Actually, no. I take it back. Heaven said. Heaven said is the best chicken spot in Seattle. See, you about to make me get on my door dash. Mm. Is it that banging? Has fallen off. I would have said easels, but now it's heaven sent that the Ben's got good chicken and waffles though. Crazy shit. 
I couldn't get behind chicken and waffles. And so I thought about the waffle as a biscuit. And then I was able to, uh, I was able to deal with it. I was able to accept it. But honestly, I have the best chicken. Mm. Yes, well, anyone who's ever had my chicken will tell you, my chicken's fire. Not only is it fire, it's crack fire. Okay. It's that crack. Ooh wee. So okay, you know what's interesting is um, I would like to talk a little bit about like your because I, I know that you were um, so when we met, funny funny story about how we met. You actually had an art show, and it was um, in Sal's. It was in Sal's. Yeah, so it was in Sal's. And, um, and I accepted you off that. I don't know if you remember that. Talk about it. But now I, 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 like, I hold me dealt with you off top. I was like, come kick it with us. We had, uh, we had all that highlight. I was taking sips. I, I was cracking cans and taking sips, and then throwing the rest of the can, and then cracking another can and taking a sip, and then throwing that can. Now, Mike, was that was, was that the were, basis? Of, huh? Was that the was that the night of the basing? Yes, that was all on oh, the same night. Yeah, yeah, I get busy. Like I said, I'm a dress Go ahead. <laughs> I apologize about that, by the way. I didn't mean to hit you. How far can we go into the story on this podcast, Mike? Because I'm not sure, but we can go all the way. Okay. You you want me to tell a story? Or you tell want to- a story. Okay. Alright, so <laughs> Alright guys. So um Mike has the show and the shit's hella dope and then we end up going to Nemo's and I'll just say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna cause I'm gonna cut out a lot of the crazy parts, but I will say this. At some point Bear Mace was like Nah, nah. Keep the crazy parts in. People gotta understand people gotta understand. People need to people need to take it the full mic. Okay, this is alleged. They're like allegedly, folks. Alleged. Allegedly. So, alleged. Allegedly. <laughs> so allegedly. Uh, so these, okay. So we're out there. Okay. So all right, y'all, check it out. So we out there allegedly. This okay, you know, and you know how we say it at the end. We got disclaimers at the end. So niggas is out there posted up in front of Numos and shit, and we're just like it's after after the show. I'm chopping it up with one of the homies, and then all of a sudden you just see fucking Mike in the middle of the street, <laughs> and this motherfucker has. Because he I'm had on the fly, he had a hold on, hold on. I'm let me. Back up. Okay. Remember, I told him what to back up. I was like, back up, back up, back up. Yeah, but also I wanted to talk about the fly starter. How you had on the Orlando uh, vintage boy? 
the Orlando starter, the pullover. Oh. Oh, shit. That's my joy. That was from the day. I don't know why I had a magic. I should have got the rules. Yeah, man. My mom wouldn't let me get the Raiders, So, okay, Mike wants me to... Okay, so the story is... So, allegedly, the, uh, the person in question or whatever pulls out this... Oh, ass nigga. <laughs> man, niggas pull the, uh, the box cutter out, the bear mace out, back up everybody. And it was like a fire. Up until then, I had never seen bear mace. And bear mace is like a fire extinguisher. It's not like normal pepper spray. I didn't spray. know that. I thought it was a stream. Shouts out to MQ. Oh my god, Mike. So the mace goes out in the middle of the street, and I'm on the opposite side of the street. I'm thinking, damn, that shit's fucking nuts. And then all of a sudden, my face gets hot. Face hot. Like, but I mean, and like, it got hot. Like, I put it in a bucket of Tabasco sauce type hot. Oh, that's the best one. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then I remember um, the, the homie was there. Shout out to Abe. <laughs> Jay Reed. Shout out to Yeah, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for real. Shout outs, man. So this motherfucker was like, yo, and then like we I found it like we found a bouncer and it was like, yo, my homie got maced in all the cast, so they gave me some half and half. And he's like, pour it in your eyes, it'll neutralize the fucking <laughs> It'll neutralize the fucking shit. And I, and then I just re- I remember being blind for the rest of the night. <laughs> and then seeing no, dude, I can like, like, okay, I could see, I could see. We took, you could see enough to go to the homegirl's apartment and disrespect her. So I mean, <laughs> bro, your game is crazy. Your game is wild. Your game is wild. You know what? We, I remember we took you like, we took you to the club on your birthday. And he was mad because none of the girls were trying to hear what you were trying to say. But what you didn't know, but what I knew, but what you didn't know, is that I took you to lesbian night and just set you loose. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. That's why me and Jelani weren't in the club with you. We went to Bob Roger. We just had drinks. It's like, let's set them loose on the club. See if you pull something. I, I likely, I feel like you you kind of caught on something at the end of the night. But your but your your game is so uh, so sleazy. The drunker you get, and we got you pretty drunk. So I feel like you scared her off. But you know who was the worst? It was Tony. Tony is, is, is 
fish repellent. Oh man! Shout out to Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony is fish. <laughs> That's what his cologne is. <laughs> oh man! So now, Mike, before, because you, okay, you wanted me to tell that story, but I was actually trying to ask you about your artistic history. No, no, my artistic history is basically this, like, I, I didn't care about art, like, art was never, like, never crossed my mind, like, it was all, like, it was just drawing, and then I had a, uh, I thought I always thought it was stupid, I had, like, a, uh, counselor in the eighth grade who like showed me my musical scores and then like had to like show me that I wasn't dumb and then she had this book called Subway Art so I started fucking with Subway Art and then the after that it was on I just I didn't oh shit we got a poor connection you guys hold on we about to resume this uh real quick we're going to take a break real quick. Break. And we're back. Episode 44 of the Art and BS podcast. The podcast by artists for artists and art lovers. I am here with my esteemed co-host and co-founder of the Art and BS podcast, Mike Wagner. Yes, 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 y'all. Party. Arty and bullshit. You know, Arty and bullshit. Arty and bullshit. Oh, man. I don't even remember what we were talking about. But, Kim, I I would like to talk. Huh? I'll just just, just tell you, like, I'll just give you a brief history of Mike and Arty. Okay. So, uh, basically, like, we're all kids. And I always tell people, it's like, oh, I can't even draw stick figures. I'm like, well, it's because you didn't you stop drawing. I never stopped drawing. You know, when you're a kid, you draw. I just never stopped. And, like, I used to go outside. I used to get the fights. And my mom kept me inside because, like, I used to win these fights. My mom was afraid I was going to get shot or something. I'd have to fight my whole family. You fight one of us, you got to fight us all. Like, I never had a square as a kid. They would always try to jump me, so my mom would keep me inside. Right? So shit would elevate. But then one day I figured out I could go downtown. Like, I figured out how to go to the bus. And I figured out how to go downtown to the Cobb store. So I saved up my candy money for a couple of days. I got the bus downtown, bought some Cobb books, played some Street Fighter, came home. And my dumbass runs into my mom walking down the street as I get off the bus. And I'm like, Mom, guess what I did? She was bad as so I got in trouble for a little bit, but after that, she was cool with me going downtown. And like, if you want to know what downtown Seattle was like back in those days, there's a documentary on YouTube called Streetwise, and I'll leave it at that. So, uh, yeah. Check it out, folks, Streetwise. Yeah, yeah, so I like, um, I drew comic books, and then like, I drew, uh, because I had a school counselor who showed me subway art so I brought her subway art and I just started copying out of her subway art and just learning how to do that 
And then I met Snake. Shout out to Snake. Snake is showing me some letters. DDS style, you know, drop styles. You know, I took that. Then I met my nigga Diego, who was an artist. Like, I like that dude's like the best artist I've ever met. He just doesn't do art. Just art doesn't make money. Yeah, that nigga always had like the right mind state, but I met him, I hung out with him. And that nigga was jealous of him. Because like, like, Vic was the pinnacle of like art back then. And then we met Diego, and Diego was on a whole other level. So I was like, oh fuck with this nigga. And some other nigga was jealous. So I got kicked out of the world hip hop. My nigga Attic was like, if there was ever a get along gang, Graffiti, like the there's a kids show of graffiti writers, it would be Mad Kid. They had they had the black kid, they had the Latina girl, they had the cripple kid, and they were all positive and break dancing. And it's mad funny. He was telling me that shit one time. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. That was like, oh shit, you're right. So yeah, that guy kicked out the beginning. So I just started like uh the fucking cats but always disrespect us i'm like we're all from the south dude. like i'm not gonna let you disrespect us so i started banging and that's kind of how i got my way one second okay continue other cats you know i go state on names it wasn't from they wasn't uh they was from their side like I used to always say I'm from the other side. You know, people are like, oh fuck the other side. Well I'm from the other side and I never let the drama slide. So um yeah, that was that. I was always made of it. And I was always defending my friends who never defended me. First time I ever got like defended. First time the first niggas ever defend me was a shooter, shots up to shooter, and a big 20, and the homie Leon, like this dude, uh, this dude was mad because I, uh, I smashed his girl, I ain't gonna say no names, this dude was because <laughs> I had his bitch and gone, got your bitch and gone, but, uh, I just don't really foul, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna go into that, but like, he's always had Sense. So like he went to the bathroom and he crossed my tags out and then Vic goes to the bathroom and sees that my tags are crossed out. So Shoot goes in and looks at it and Shoot's like, yo, this fool's here in the bar. So they approached the fool and they were like, your options are this. We can call Mike and have Mike come down here or you can go in there and cross that out. I remember that because like, I ended up showing to the bar randomly. I did Nike guys with me. Suckers. Anyway, I did Nike dudes with me. And we go into the bar, she was like, yo, so-and-so was crossing you out. But we made him fix the tags and all that stuff. I thought that shit was funny. But that shit also touched my heart. Because, like, I remember, like, dudes I stood up for me, like, we were I don't have your back. Like, nigga, I didn't ask you to have my back. But I've always had your back. But you're a hoe. So that was that. It took me a long time to realize, like, 
Sorry to be like, I don't mean, I don't need my friends to have my back. I got my back. But I got their back. I'm represent. But yeah, I realized when I got older, it's that sucker shit. And it just let suckers be suckers. And I have to fuck with suckers. But you know, our lessons learned. I had to lose my body to figure that out. Crazy shit. So how'd you get into um, doing art shows? Uh, my man Diego, he like put the idea that I could do art in my head. He put the, he put the idea of art school in my head. He was always talking about going to Cooper and giving art for Parsons. So once I got ready to go to, uh, uh, once I really got my shit together and got ready to go to college, I applied to Parsons. Only one art school. Because I was having it my way. And I ended up getting in. And then I was a victim of third wave feminism. You're a victim of what? Third wave feminism. And I kicked out of school. Mm, the third wave of feminism. Yeah. Mm. We're like, it's just saying, we're like, saying hello to one of your female instructors on the street with sexual harassment. Wow. New York City. It's hard for a brother in these So I had kicked out of school. And I came home and my mom was like, why be careful and amazing lives? Because she was working part-time at Joanne's to help put me through school. So she bought me a bunch of stuff with her, uh, with her discount. Mm. And we used to freaking, we used to double dip. She used her discount plus the fifty percent off coupon. Yeah, we used to get all sorts of harsh shit. Now, Mike, uh, I want to ask his. At what point did you realize that it was important to have? Um, excellent draftsmanship like at what point did you realize like okay hey like like clean lines because your drawings you know you do a lot of uh, drawings where you're able to convey a message <coughs> excuse me convey a message you know um, with, with very few lines so I don't sketch okay Mm-hmm. 
was always trying to do something different. And that was like with my paintings. I wanted my paintings to look like me. I wanted to take like me. I wanted to take trips. I wanted to take the whole thing. That canvas. With that oil paint. That's where that comes from. That's why I wanted to show like the canvas underneath that had like pencil lines and sketches. I just wanted to bring that in. I love the I love Rafiq's finite nature. I love that we go out there and we risk our lives and our freedom to do these things. And that thing can be fine. Or it can burn for a couple of years. Never know. It's finite cycle to occur. It blooms and then it's gone. Yeah, no. I love the finite nature of it. That's the Hey man. You mess with my hero academia. What did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. How do you feel about My Hero Academia? I don't fuck with any anime that was made past the 90s. Okay. Unless it's JoJo's. I fuck with JoJo, but that's because I used to fuck with the manga. And I love how uh, the dude who draws JoJo, I love how his art disguise changed over the years. Yeah. He went from drawing like big, massive fist and of our characters to try to be really, like, thin, like, model-like fashion model type characters. Other than that, I don't really like anything. I okay. like the classics, though, Akira. When I saw Akira, I was, uh, I was, like, seven or eight years old, and the shit blew my mind. I hadn't seen anything like that. And that's before, like, we really knew what anime was. So, like, we used to call it Japan. This was, like, in the 80s, still. And that shit blew my fucking mind. Like, I had my mom, like, me and my mom went on this mission. I don't know if it did. It was, like, raining really bad. Like, it rains in Seattle. And we go to a comic store, and she buys me a shirt. And it was literally $100 for the VHS of the girl. And it, like, it made me mad because, like, this is kind of what got me off the day. Because I had I had Japanese Akira, $99. I had this to the North Star, Japanese, and I had Ninja Scroll. Right? And then one day I go on the Sun Post and they had these movies for $19.95. I had like a bunch of Kyber shit. And I let someone I go say this thing. I let this nigga borrow my shit. He never gave it back. Yeah. And like before I got tripled. Like, I was like, when I see this movie, I'm kicking his ass because this dude had two parents and two grandparents. And he was still shit for me. I had one parent. My mom worked hard to get me shit, keep me out of trouble. And he was still my shit. But at the same time, when I would leave her house, she would pass me down. So, like, yeah. As I got older, I realized that shit. I 
Oh, man. Okay, that's... Yeah, man. Shit. <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, I feel like those three are the, like, Fist of the North Star, Akira, and Ninja Scroll. Those are like the, the holy trinity. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Fist of the North Star, Akira, and Ninja Scroll are the holy trinity of anime. I don't think Ninja Scroll that Yeah, she's hella good. That that was one of the ones that oh, got me good. fucking with it. Like, I don't think Ninja Scroll that important. Okay. I think uh, Ghost in the Shell. I'm in the cyberpunk though. I like the underlying themes of Ghost in the Shell, I think. Akira, Ghost in the Shell, and Fist of the North Star. Haku, no kid. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, you know the, our intro music, Cherry Colored Funk by the Cockatoo Twins. The reason I played that is because. Mhm. Mm you know what, family? Mike told me one time. He uh, we were talking about asking what he what he painted to, and he said I paint to white people music. Ah, no, I paint to I paint to see like uh, like I said, I was a kid. In the 90s, and like when all that shit was cracking, and I used to go to conference stores and I'd hear the songs on the radio. And like, I had been there so much, and I was like, I was like a full little dude. So, like, the guys in the conference store would like put me on the music. So, it was all stuff I picked up, like, hanging out in conference stores as a kid. Yeah, I can't paint the rap. Rap stresses me out. Because I can, like, I can, like, I have to believe. For me to enjoy a rapper, I have to believe the lie. And in order for me to lie, believe, believe the lie, you have to, like, say things that I know are factual. You can't say things that I know are not factual. Like, like when you talk about putting your clocks off safety. Like, clocks don't have safety. What are you talking about? Like, it just stresses me out. Although, I do like some rappers. I like Young Thug. I like, I like, I like how he sings. I love, like, he's a crooner. I like that. I like, I like these kids that are, like, crooning. Like, gotta, ooh, gotta. Little baby, you mess a little baby. Little baby, I think, like, I feel like the Trinity out the South is, uh, Thunder, Gunna, and Pablo. Talk about it. Pablo, I think baby's important, too. But I think Pablo's better than baby. I think Pablo is, like, the most important one. I think, well, Thugger really thrives about like but I think Pablo's the best one. You were the first person who I ever heard mention Hoodrich Pablo Don. Top five is the first person mentioned Gunna too. Mm. Yeah, but Pablo, Pablo's filming. 
See, like, I believe the lie. I have to be able to believe the lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, now, Mike, you have some real um, interesting views about art and stuff like that. So, I kind of want to get, have some art talk with you. <laughs> interesting views on art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some things we agree on, some things we don't agree on, right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah, you're breaking up me now. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Can you, hear, can you hear me now? Am I back? Yeah. Okay, I was saying some things we agree on, some things we don't agree on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like, like, I felt like I was the best parent you knew, and you disagreed with me, and I was incensed by that. I ain't talked to you for a week. I was like, how can I not be this thing? Like, I feel like, I right? Like, what I brought to the table was so wavy, it was so wide, that, like, I could, I could not be honest. I think that, like, I think painting served a purpose, and that purpose, like, it doesn't have a purpose anymore. I think, like, photorealism is silly, like, you like, take a picture. I think the camera, especially the cell phone camera, really negates a lot of painting. So I feel now that I can you paint, you've got to like, you can't just like outright paint a portrait. I feel like you have, you have to freak it. You gotta do something. You have to bring different style, a different techniques to your painting to make it different from the camera or like one of these weird apps that people have when they like, and they like put like a colored pencil filter on it and then they see your art and they're like oh I did this yesterday and then it's like a, it's a picture that they put a filter on and they're like oh okay cool <laughs> and you know when you say that you know what I think about is how people do the uh they take the picture and then they like draw around, they draw over the picture. And like with the cell phone app. Yeah. Although I used to draw the cell phone. I had Adobe, uh, Adobe Draw, and I used to use my finger. And I used to draw, I used to paint with it like that. But I didn't have any canvases. Mm. I've done some guys I've done some things. I've done some fly shit with you so okay now in painting Mike do you like do you feel like there was a, a such thing as like um cause you were really big in the canvases and then like I know there's a point where you're painting like wood panels correct wood panels uh-huh. Uh, I like wood panels. Now, the thing what... is, it's like, it's like the difficulty of getting them. But I had a friend who was a, uh, who, who had, like, all the tools and was a tweaker. So I was able to get him to build me some panels and 
until he lost his mind and wouldn't make any pianos anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, if he hears this and he's offended, fuck you. <laughs> he's a tweaker. <laughs> like, let's, be, let's, let's call these things what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate addiction, though. Get help. If you guys are on meth or you guys know some people who are on meth, get some help. Because... Nah, it's, a, it's unfortunate that I can't tell when, like, I have a hard time walking away. It's like, it's just how I was raised. I have a hard time abandoning people. Like, like, I need to go, like, say, like, okay, this person is beyond, like, the point of us being friends. I need to, like, stop fucking with this person. I have a hard time with that. Mm. You know, ride or die, right? Ride or die, bitch, hopping in casket. About to go to hell with you. Go to hell with you. You know, like, 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 that kind of shit. Real shit. How is a sucker to be your friends? <laughs> man, man, man. But you know what they say? It takes a long time to grow an old friend. Oh, man. I've known some of these niggas for 30 plus years. Like, we came out to sandbox. Like, literally. Wood chip fights. Rock fights. How many cats you know used to have rock fights with? Yo, rock still fights, man. Like, you just gotta throw rocks at each other. Yeah, and not still be cool with them. You know what I'm saying? That was some yeah, shit. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I remember when you were a kid, like, you could fight a cat, and, like, you'd be able to shake hands with that fool, and you guys would become best friends after that. Unless, like, these adults got involved. Some people just wanted the smoke, though. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, though. I've always been with you. <laughs> like, my family, we didn't play sports. We boxed. Mm. I mean, boxing is a sport, but, like, that's what we did. There wasn't no basketball. There wasn't no football. Like, we watched soccer when we could, but other than that, though, we was just fighting. So, Mike, I'm, I want to ask, how did you make the uh, choice of actually getting into oil painting over something like watercolor or sculpture uh, or... Art school. Because I started out, like, I started out doing uh, acrylics. That's why I used to paint with initially. But, like, acrylics. We, like, our uh, painting teacher made us use oil paints. And then once I used oil paints, I wish I had a picture of my first painting. It was like a photorealistic thing. And it was crazy because I literally painted it in one class period. And then it made my, uh, it made my, uh, my, my painting teacher, my painting teacher mad at me because then he expected that caliber to work for me every time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I, like, I get lazy. 
So I made Pink like one really sick painting and Pink like four other mediocre paintings. Mm. I had trouble communicating what I was trying to get across. That's why I'm getting into the film. Mm. And that and uh, my hands don't work anymore. Mm. And I'm not drawing with my mouth. I'm not going to be a circus freak. It's like people only want to buy what I'm doing because it's done with his mouth. Oh, he does that with his mouth. Oh, really? crazy shit you know it's like and we've been friends through through all of it you know and that's I don't want a gimmick bro yeah uh, yeah cause that's not what type of cat you are you know what I'm saying you're not a yeah that ain't, that ain't how you rock so yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah it's like I'm allergic to money huh well I mean you just have to decide how you want to get it you know, and how how you want to fucking rock some shit. Yeah, you know, I feel like if you can't put yourself in a mirror, if you're not true to yourself, then what's the point? Yeah. You know, it's like when people paint uh, ethnic things, and I want to ask them what draws you to that culture. Like, if that's not your culture, what draws you to it? What makes you want to, like, that cultures symbols and signifies in your heart because uh I'm a study I study uh symbology oh, I'm into symbology this, this is where you want to correct me and this marks the end of part one of our episode with Mike Wagner I'd like to thank you guys all for tuning in. You could be anywhere on the internet, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Catch us again next week, same BS time, same BS channel. Once again, this is some shit I just thought of y'all. Scientific fiction, this not admissible, no court of law. I'm out of here like Vladimir. James Gerald's over and out. Peace.